The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time on a Sunday morning here on Riviera Radio where we talk to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing very well, thank you, this morning, Howard. Uh, yourself? Yeah, very well. We're well into February, aren't we? Yeah, time goes Absolutely. very fast indeed. Well, last week we discussed how to make our money last as long as we do. And during that conversation, you made various references to tax and specifically to reducing or minimising tax. Those references prompted a lot of tax questions, surprisingly, which relate to preserving and protecting capital and income. So let's look at those today. But before we focus on tax, what caught your eye in the news this week? Well, I suppose, like many people, Howard, over the past couple of years, uh, my, shall we call it, annoyance of wearing a mask has intensified. So the news, mask wearing outside is no longer compulsory, except in certain places and at certain times, was was very, very welcome news. Masks obviously still have to be worn in market shops and, and on public transport, but relaxing these measures certainly seemed to lighten the general mood, I thought, I thought this week. The, uh, the UK and French governments have both now scrapped testing requirements for fully vaccinated travellers, which from a personal perspective made travelling this week much less stressful and also less expensive. That said, we must still all complete a passenger locator form when we travel to either the UK or France. Now, both governments have failed to explain why passenger locator forms are still required for fully vaccinated travellers. Both have brushed off questions by stating their priority is to protect the health of of the public and ensure the health authorities can contact people who may have been in in contact with an infected passenger. Now, a few weeks ago, on this uh, broadcast, we discussed the EU's new entry-exit system, the EES, which will monitor non-EU visits to the Schengen area. The new system was due to be implemented in May, but it's now been delayed to the end of September. The system will gather information about passengers entering the Schengen area and it's intended to eventually remove the need for passport stamps. From early 2023, non-EU resident travellers will have to apply online for travel authorisation under an electronic replacement for the EES, which will be known as the European Travel Information and Authorisation System, which will be referred to as ETIAS. When a person begins their journey to the EU, passport control officers will scan passengers' travel documents electronically. This will trigger a query to ETIAS. If the passenger has obtained prior approval, they'll be allowed to proceed. If not, they'll be refused entry. As I said, these new systems should replace the manual stamping of passports, which doesn't easily identify those who are overstaying the period they're permitted to stay in the EU. The new process will be will be similar to the American ESTA system. The ETS application will cost €7, Euros, and once they're approved and obtained, they'll be valid for three years. On the financial front this week, it was reported that in 2021, while France's economy grew at its fastest pace in, 30, in 52 years, creating a surge in jobs, it also recorded its lowest net export figures in its history. The difference between the value of its exports and imports reached 84.7 billion euros. This trade deficit was aggravated by the sharp increase in, in energy prices and raw materials, which made it more expensive to produce and to import goods. However, the trade deficit is also a result of a gradual deindustrialization of France's business sectors over the past 20 years. 
France now has the lowest net exports in Europe. In comparison, both Germany and Italy have positive trade surpluses. As the build-up to April's presidential election gathers pace, I wasn't surprised to read this week that uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, the candidate and leader of France's far-left party, advocating various measures to rebalance what he described as France's social inequalities. In a speech in Montpellier, Mélenchon criticised the holders of large fortunes and advocated the creation of one million public jobs, which you would expect. But the bit I did find quite amazing was his suggestion that France should introduce a 100% taxation rate for inheritances exceeding 12 million euros. Seriously, Howard? Yeah, well... We'll move on quickly, shall we? And talking about quickly, I'd like to throw a quick specific questions at you, if you don't mind, Rob. Have there been any modifications to income tax this year? Uh, Simple answer, Howard, is very few. Scaled income tax bans have uh, have been increased for 2022, so anyone earning less than €10,225 will not pay, pay any more income tax, or they won't pay any income tax. Earnings up to 26,070 will then be taxed at 11%. Then the 30% tax rate will kick in up to 74,545. And after that, you'll pay 41% until your earnings exceed 160,336. And after that, your marginal rate or your, yeah, your marginal rate of income tax will be 45%. I'm happy to say there were no amendments to uh, be made to the household tax system, which, which really benefits families. Uh, the French government has maintained also its desire to continue with its tax habitation reforms. The remaining 20% of households who have not yet benefited from a suppression of the tax habitation will benefit in 2022, when it will be lowered by 65%. It then should be completely removed from main residences come 2023. What about capital gains tax? Once again, there there have been no changes to either the tax rates that are applied to gains uh, made from the sale of properties or the capital gains tax taper system. If you sale your maison principal, any realised gain is still exempt from capital gains tax. The tax on the sale of a maison secondaire, potentially a holiday home, is still 19%. However, depending on the amount of gain you realise, a surtax of up to 6% will be added, and we cannot forget the social charge, which will add a further 17.2%. So in total, capital gains deductions amounting to potentially 42.2%. Thankfully, the taper system helps to mitigate those tax charges over time. After 22 years of ownership, your gains are exempt from the tax element. Then after 30 years, your gains will fall out of liabilities to social charges entirely. Have any changes been introduced to the fixed rate investment tax charge? The the fixed rate investment tax uh, system was introduced in President Macron's first budget after he was was elected. So it came as no surprise as we head towards his attempt at re-election that no changes were made to this system. Gains on movable assets such as shares and other financial assets will still be taxed at a flat rate of 30%, which is inclusive of the 17.2% social charge. You can still elect to use the old progressive system if your investments are less than €150,000, because if you're a lower-income household, you could be penalised under the new fixed-tax system. Under the pre-2018 system, 
Investment income and gains were added to earned income and taxed at your highest marginal income tax rate, plus the social charge. For higher earners, this could mean paying tax and social charges amounting to potentially 66.2%, whereas low earners could be exempt from tax and at the lowest level, potentially only 28.2%. What about the dreaded wealth tax? <laughs> um, as with all t- other taxes, the, the previous threshold of $1.3 million has been maintained and the subsequent rates and thresholds also remain unchanged. There's a yin and yang to this. Uh, not increasing the rate or lowering the threshold is good news, but the bad news is many of us have seen our properties appreciate during the pandemic. I discussed this at, uh, at some length this week with uh, with a client because they have seen a massive increase in the traffic on the roads of the VAR because more people are there. Um, and it's down to the fact that more people seem to want to live in the country with more space for their family to enjoy, which has pushed up the prices. We should also remember, since Macron's first budget in 2018, it is only real estate which is accessible to wealth tax, which always raises that question. What is my property worth? The answer is whatever someone will pay for it, but the French tax authorities expect you to declare on your IFI declaration your property's fair market value. Well, apart from that, this all sounds rather benign. That's that's not a bad assessment, Howard. I mean, I would say overall this year's French budget reassured the population that changes in structure... And, and amendments which were previously announced will be will be maintained rather than introducing a raft of completely new measures. So there were no real un- unpleasant surprises. Corporation tax will be reduced from the maximum rate of 27.5% to 25%. Reassurances regarding the tax debitation changes were, were really warmly welcomed, although the indexing of income tax rates was out of line with inflation, which will probably mean most French households will financially be a little worse off in 22 compared to 21. With the presidential election starting to loom large on the horizon, no one was really surprised by Macron's charm offensive. His finance minister said France's economic situation following the COVID crisis was better than expected. The extra public debt of €80 billion will decrease faster than expected, so tax increases will not be required. Le Marie also announced an extra €1.7 billion Euros for the armed forces, €1.4 billion for the police and a further €4.3 billion for education. There's been no presence here, Howard. Without any doubt, this French budget was a budget designed to help President Emmanuel Macron get re-elected as the 25th President of France. It remains to be seen if tax increases will then follow. Yeah. Well, for those listeners with UK assets and UK income, have there been any major changes? Well, there there were actually two budgets in the UK in 2021, although the last one was called the Autumn Statement. Broadly speaking, the last one was a budget for lower-paid workers' drivers, and quite unusually, maybe those who, who like a little drink. As we've seen in France, there were commitments to large increases to public service spending, um, especially over the next five years. Many of the painful decisions which paved the way for these autumn giveaways, such as the health and social care levy, the suspension to the state pension triple lock, the increase in corporation tax and the freezing of personal tax allowances had been announced well before the autumn statement. The UK's Office for Budget Responsibility delivered a massive windfall for the Chancellor when it announced higher-than-expected economic growth forecasts 
which they predict will free up around £35 billion a year. That allowed the Chancellor to substantially increase his spending and reduce borrowings. It was a fantastic forecast for Rishi Sunak, but praise where praise is due. He's also been bold and measured by spreading his windfall across investing in public services, providing tax relief to stress parts of the economy and cutting government debt. For savers and investors, the fears for capital gains tax increases didn't materialise, although dividends tax is increasing by 1.25% as the government's plan to fund health and social care, which will raise an extra £3 billion in taxes over the next five years. Everybody who has UK investments or assets need to be on the red alert for the fiscal drag. Inflation turbocharged the Chancellor's decision to freeze personal tax allowances and people with UK assets will find themselves paying significantly more tax over the next five years, which of course makes it even more important than ever to, pre- to, reserve, to review your financial arrangements. Make sure you have the most appropriate arrangements in place and make sure you're using all your allowances and the legitimate tax shelters that are at your disposal. So were any changes to personal allowances, income tax or national insurance announced? The uh, the government stuck to, really, to what it announced back in the March budget. Personal allowances and, and tax rates remain frozen. So the personal allowance, that's the point when people start paying income tax in the UK, will be £12,570. And people start paying higher rate tax when their income exceeds £50,270. Soon I re-emphasise these thresholds will be frozen until the 2025-2026 tax year. He also confirmed the government will raise national insurance and dividends tax, as I mentioned a little earlier, by 1.25% from next April, which was again reconfirmed just last week. This is to help the NHS tackle waiting lists and social care costs in the wake of the pandemic. Above the allowance of £2,000, basic rate taxpayers will now pay 8.75% on dividend income. Higher rate taxpayers will pay 33.75% and additional rate taxpayers will pay 39.35%. The 1.25% increase will mean someone earning 30000 a year will pay an additional £255 while someone earning 100000 will pay an additional or extra £1,130 per year. As I said, this rise will come into force in April 2022, a few months off now, and then from 2023-24, it will be called the Health and Social Care Levy. Importantly, from that year, it will be levied on everyone who generates UK-employed income, even if that person is over state pension age. Many of our French listeners still have UK assets. Will they be affected by these tax changes? The the freeze on on thresholds is is completely designed to raise more taxes over the next four years. It's very simply a subtle but full-blown tax attack. I don't expect too many listeners will have benefited from the UK's pandemic furlough system or Sunak's eat-out-to-help-out system. But if you have UK taxed income, you'll now be subsidising the payback. UK rental income generated by French residents remains taxable in the UK. So over the next five years, while the nil rate income tax allowance is frozen, you will pay gradually more and more UK tax. UK rental income is also accessible in France, but you get a tax credit for the tax you would have paid in France, which in theory should mean you don't pay tax twice. That's not exactly the full story though, 
Under the French part system, your French tax liability could easily be less than your UK liability. So gradually, over the next five years, the gap between what you actually pay in the UK and what you would, would have paid in France will start to widen. Both countries have now frozen their respective estate tax thresholds for years. So the UK freezing their IHT threshold until 2026 isn't really any new news. The last time France changed its no-rate succession threshold was 10 years ago when President Sarkozy was occupying the Elysee Palace and then he reduced what you can give to each of your children from €180,000 down to €100,000, which is where it remains to this day and where it will be until at least 2023. Well, I understand that after a two-and-a-half-year break, Brevin Sranks will shortly be back on the road delivering your very popular seminars. Can you give us more information? Yeah, we certainly will, Howard. I mean, everything kicks off on, on Wednesday in San Remy de Provence, which I realise is outside the, the radio footprint of Riviera Radio, but I know we have many listeners over there who listen to us via the internet or, or the actual Riviera Radio app. So if any of those listeners would like to attend on Wednesday, there are still a few places available. In two weeks' time, we arrive back closer to home with seminars in the VAR, in Cap Dai and in Biot. Twelve months on from the end of the Brexit transition period, these seminars will focus on life in France after Brexit. We'll recap what has changed, what we now need to do and what challenges we will face in the future. So if you'd like to book a place at one of the seminars or you would simply like to arrange a call or have a conversation with a Blevins Franks partner, if you live in France, give us a call in Valbon on 0493 That's 0493 And if you live in Monaco or our Monaco office is more convenient for you, call our Monaco office. And our number here is 97775574. That's 97775574. Alternatively, if you prefer, you can find more about Blevins Franks or book a place at one of the forthcoming seminars by simply visiting our website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. Well, Rob, it's good to hear the seminars are back. It's almost a return to normality. <laughs> as normal as that gets, Howard. Yes, in these days. Pleasure as always. We'll talk next Sunday. Thank you very much. Look forward to it, Howard. Have a great week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this programme, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Is your wealth management on track to meet your objectives and provide long-term financial security? Blevins Franks has 45 years' experience managing our clients' capital. We provide a range of integrated financial services to give you peace of mind about your future. Our investment recommendations are personalised for you and designed to be tax-efficient and meet your estate planning wishes. Contact Blevins Franks on 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.